What is up, entrepreneurs? Welcome to the Video Simplified Podcast with me, your host, Diana Gladney. And this podcast is dedicated to you, helping you simplify the video creation process so that you can reach wider and connect deeper with the people that need you the most. Whether that's understanding YouTube and the strategies on how to build a channel for your business or understanding some of the tech and how to get past your fear of being on camera, learn a little bit about the camera so you can actually use it and actually leveraging video for your business. So if you're ready, to get started, let's dive right into this week's episode. What is up, entrepreneurs? Welcome back to the Video Simplified Podcast with your hostess, the most Diana Gladney. This week, talking about how the ZVE 10 performed while travel vlogging. Um, just so you know, everything I'm going to talk about is going to be included in the show notes. So if you want to click on links and all those good things and whatnot and extra details, check out the show notes as well as the blog post associated. So ZVE 10, I want to go through a quick rundown of all the gear that I brought for this particular trip. It's obviously the ZVE 10, the Sony 10 to 18 millimeter lens. I used one other Sony branded battery, no third party name brand or random brand name stuff. It was literally only a one other Sony FW50 battery. I brought... Um, my Manfrotto Pixie tripod, my Ulanzi with the Ulanzi quick claw release plates on the top. So those were what I used. And I brought my Samsung Q2U with my tabletop desktop um, podcast stand just in case I needed to do some stuff. And then threw in the cam link just in case um, I needed that for some stuff with Ecamm. Brought my computer and then I brought my Anchor um, USB-C adapter. And that was it. Um, the things that I wish that I had brought, my mouse, my Bluetooth mouse, wound up having to buy one, which was cool because it was only 10 bucks, but it definitely was not as small as the one I like to use and currently use. And so I would have brought that. And um, I chose not to bring my existing tripods that I have used for traveling. The whole point of being a travel vlogger is to experience like whatever the experience is and so for me I had to separate being a videographer and that version to I'm an entrepreneur documenting and I'm recording my talk stop <laughs> like do not pass go do not collect two hundred dollars just right there that's the finish line and so as somebody that wanted to not test a bunch of stuff and put it through its paces, which I absolutely could have done. Cause this is, I'm not going to work in that sense. Like this is not for the sake of creating content. Cause I already had enough stuff on my plate that I needed to do for my talk and other speaker related stuff that you have on your schedule to do plus resting and like enjoying myself. So I'm like, I'm not coming here to record videos. That's not the point of the trip. Will I document and record videos? Absolutely. But my point is not to go out there and do video shoots where I'm like batch recording 12 videos. It's not the point. Because if that was the case, then I take the whole Peter McCormick nomadic big old freaking bag that's as big as me. Okay. And side note, um, my experience with New York, that's a whole other thing. It is as weird and they accurate as TV portrays. They don't need to do anything other than hit record 
and all the busyness, the bikers, the people running, the the cars, the I don't even understand how they legalize driving up there. Like you should be I mean the public transit is weird. The freaking like the trains, the I don't I mean, it's so much stuff up there. I don't I literally stuck my head out the window, back of my skull, just completely flush almost with the ground in that way, like, and looking directly up. And I still could not see the top of the skyscrapers. We have the arch here in St. Louis, but by all means, my goodness, I could not, like, it was insane. I've never experienced something like New York City, which I look forward to experiencing again. But I definitely say I'm so glad that I don't live there. I could never live there. I I wouldn't even want to unless I somehow mature into some other being. But it's not my not my cup of tea, but it was dope. Got to go to B&H. Amazing time. Now, how did this camera perform going through this experience? Well, to get into what made this trip like I would even say possible and with this specific camera takes us into this week's gear fix. This week's gear fix, we're talking all about the K-Star USB battery charger. It charges the FW50 battery. This isn't one of those ones where it's two, um, like you can charge two batteries at the same time kind of a deal. I already have one of those. I chose not to bring it. When I'm traveling, I only carry one other battery. I don't care what camera it is from when it was the M50, when it was with my Panasonic cameras, anything, one battery. Because K-Star usually makes just about for any of these um, major batteries for major companies, it's not getting the battery, it's just getting the USB charger and whether that cable is built in. You have also companies like Power Extra that sometimes will have it. It just depends on the, the model of the battery. For the FW50 by Sony, for those, those batteries, K-Star has you. And that's what I took because I've had this from like my M50 days and it made creating easy and possible. And that was still the thing here. I only took one other Sony battery because while one battery is charging, the other battery is in use. And when that battery becomes exhausted, I swap and I swap them out and we're good to go. So the charging use time frame is about the same. Um, at no time was I like, oh man, I got to keep waiting for the battery charge. No, it was ready. It was ready. So shout out to K-Star. Link in the show notes for if you want to get one of those for the Sony FW50 battery that will fit your ZV-E10, A6400, A6100 cameras. It's the Bees Knees Hall of Fame. Bees Knees Hall of Fame. So I literally only took one other battery. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I, I don't get the people that are like they need five, six other batteries with these Sony FW50 batteries. I get it. They aren't like the Sony Z batteries, like the A6600 or the new A74 or Sony A7S3 or blah, blah, blah. That battery is magic. It really is. You'll take another battery with you and maybe you'll use it. Even for the best of the best creators out there, they maybe only get through two. And that's about it. Um, you really don't need more than one. FW50 batteries, people that carry around five and six different batteries, is really because they are frustrated with it and they don't want to charge or anything like that. So they're just like constantly dumping. But that sucks because when you get home, 
you now have a job of constantly recharging all those batteries. And I can't tell you how many vlogs that I've watched where you say, okay, I'm on my phone now because I ran out of batteries, you know, whatever with the charger and all this extra other stuff. I ain't dealing with that. So use one, charge one. That's my system. It's been like that for years. I only need one other battery. And the reason that I was able to do this, I carry a 10,000 milliamp hour battery bank charger with me. That has two fast USB type A ports on them, one USB micro and one USB C. There's nothing that I can carry that that thing can't charge and last me all day. I don't think even like it'd be some days it roll over, but I, you know, make sure it's getting charged at night and stuff. But I wasn't stressing. And then too, like if I, like, I don't ever want to be where my phone is not charged like not charged well. I don't get to like the 17% and all of that. If I'm on the go, like I'm always topping off my phone. You lose your wallet. And if you got your phone charged, like you can like Google wallet and all that, you can still eat, you still pay your bills and take care of stuff. Like you're fine. You still have access to nearly everything. Hell, you can reorder new cards at that point. But for me, goodness me, like I, it was a joy to have this Charmast, Battery bank is lighter, and this is where it also helps to just look and see if for what you're using, is there something new out there that's lighter and more efficient maybe, or just even more efficient, even if everything else is the same, like size and weight. This is where like checking and updating your gear, even like once every year or two years even, really, really helps. I have not had a need especially like we've all been indoors at home and stuff like that. Um, I've not had a need to like replace my battery banks, but I was thinking like, like I, like they got it, the cells, battery cells and stuff have to be better, right? In two years time frame, it has to be better. Went searching. Sure enough, it's a ton of extra other stuff out there. So just think through the things that you constantly are using and see about replacing it. That, but my Manfrotto Pixie, I took that. It was awesome. Other thing that I took with me, um, while travel vlogging with the ZVE-10, um, I didn't take a tripod. And so this is important because I needed to record my talk, but I was like, I can take the Amazon Basics 60 inch that kind of always stays with the live streaming setup. Plus I don't like the, I just don't like the way it is. It's it's weird, it's, it's plasticky, they're fine. But the best thing that I've used when traveling is a 50 inch Amazon Basics tripod, the little bronze one magic but i hate those little plastic tops that all the ch super cheap tripods use because you can't switch them out so i can't put my ulanzi ball heads or you can put the quick release plate on there but it just looks clunky and gets clunky and stuff i don't want to do that so i get to new york catch up with doc doc rock and he's telling me the tripod that he boxed now again he got this whole peter mccormick setup i'm not doing that I'm not doing that. Granted, he has to do his stuff for his work with Ecamm, but I'm like, I, I'm not employed in that way. So no, not doing it for me and my house. We're going light, lean and mean. And my travel tripod needs to actually fit on my little sling backpack for my little back. We are not doing the Peter McCormick setup. And so I'm like, okay, let me see your tripod. He's like, yeah, this kind of light you can do. I put it on the side of my bag. I'm like, this can work. I go on Amazon and I see that the version that he had, he had, he said his came out with the, um, like when they 
like the Indiegogo Kickstarter version. So it was a little bit heavier, slightly different design. But that would be what the Suray 7C is, carbon fiber. And carbon fiber versus aluminum is super duper light. What I already had at home was aluminum. And I'm thinking, well, no, it's like go, time to go for the gold, ultra light. And uh, there's so many brands that talk about being ultra light and like they use the buzzwords. But who is actually going to fill that gap? And for me, that was the Suray 5C carbon fiber tripod. Perfect. It matched up almost exactly and better than what I wanted. I'm used to using like the clips or the flips and stuff. But, you know, again, talking with Doc and talking through his decision process and using what he's using. And he's like, no, it'll be fine with the twist. And, you know, you can extend them all out at the same time, condense them all back down. One hand flick of the wrist. You can tighten all of them at the same time. Plus, less clunky fits on the side of the bag. I take his, put it on the side of the bag. Works perfect. So the one I get is even better because it's lighter, smaller, takes up even less weight. And um, it just it just worked perfectly, literally. And my thing was, this cannot be a weird setup. I don't want something that looks cool in an advertisement, but in actual practical use. How does it look? How does it operate? That paired with the ZBE 10, you could pick the whole thing up, walk around like I did in the um, event space. No problem. It wasn't even like a hardship or like I'm tired of carrying this. None of that. Plus, I have to account for having endometriosis. This was not a problem. It, it was perfect. Absolutely perfect. So um, we'll talk about in the airport. While traveling in the airport, this is one of those like real, real tester moments. I'm walking fast. I'm trying to get to a space most time I've never been to is usually like the other side of the airport. You're looking at signs. You're like live action capturing the moment. It's a lot going on. Well, it did perfect. So this is where I talk about putting the ZVE 10 in the live streams. And I'm saying like, it's kind of like the same thing with your Crocs. You put it in sport mode. I know I'm not going to be as gentle or watch how I walk or be cautious if I'm swinging my arm a lot. I'm not thinking about that. This is also where that 10 millimeters comes in handy because you don't care about putting it in active. You just go. And the active worked fine. And honestly, just the OSS and standard is fine for the few seconds that you're recording something. And in those moments, I may slow up a little bit, um, but sometimes I don't. You know, sometimes I don't. And I'm usually like out of breath and it's just like... Uh, you are also dealing subconsciously and sometimes consciously with people looking at you. But traveling is one of those times I don't care about people looking because I will literally never see these people again in life. I literally will never see them again in life. So I don't care. It's different when you're at home in your hometown kind of stuff. Your neighbors will see you like they always like then at that point you just like, yeah, because maybe you talk to your neighbors. I don't. Okay. So, but that's a thing. But on the airport and boarding and stuff and putting it out the way or putting it away in the bag for a second um, or whatever. It just no stress, no stress. The other thing is that when I was on the airport, I'll usually record a little bit when I actually not airport the airplane. 
I actually fell asleep with this camera in my hand and it was like holding the ZV-1 or the equivalent of me being able to just put that in my, my jacket pocket, my bigger jacket pocket. It was perfect. Absolutely perfect. Like it was the only time, literally the only time I've been able to carry a camera that is an interchangeable lens camera in my hand all day. And it's no different than if I was carrying my phone in my hand. It literally was that light. I, when I finally got to the room um, that Doc was at, I was meeting him. And I was like, look at your setup and look at mine. <laughs> he was using a Sigma 16. And I'm like, the, the Sigma 16, y'all know I've talked about, she's a girthy girl. Okay, Sigma makes their lenses like they just finished eating some macaroni and cheese, cornbread, fried chicken, some corn with some collard greens and sweet potatoes and like the whole nine, right? So the 1018 is a vegan, okay? Dietary constrictions and restrictions and just healthy eating, all of that, right? So this is the difference. And so I, I was like, now feel your setup and like, like hold it in your hand. Now feel my setup. He was like, oh man. I was like, yes, this was nothing to carry in the airport. Super easy, super fun, no stress. Like it was not a bother. The only weird thing was usually in the last time I'll take the little microphone that I've used before um, by Saramonic, the mini mic. And I, I had a poor experience with the wind muff. Uh, in San Diego and it's that clip that you've maybe seen in other videos where of mine where I'm like standing in front of some boats and front at this river or something and all you hear is like if that audio was on and I'm like man I wanted to use that clip but it got messed up because of the audio so I'm like you know what I'm just gonna go for the go and I'm going to leave the mic on top which is the Movo Movo VXR 10 uh, that I use and the uh, wind muff. It just is the, all the other accoutrements of the road setup. I just bought it after I got the mic because the one for the Movo sucks. The mic is good. The accessories around it suck. Replace the cable, replace the wind muff and replace the Lear, the, the mount, shock mount. And just bought those little pieces on Amazon. Plus uh, I already had one, uh, like the wind muff and the cables and stuff from the World Wireless Go 2s that I also had with me. And the fact that I had the, or have the Rode VideoMic Me, the original one with 3.5 uh, millimeter portion on there when phones used to have regular headphone ports. <laughs> so um, I was like, well, I'll just take this stuff from Rode and use it. So it was great. That worked. And so I just left it on there and stuffed the whole thing in my little bag, in the little pouch in the front, and it was fine. It was not a bother. Or even if I sat it in the larger compartment with my computer, it wasn't a bother. So sometimes I may take, like if I know I'm done for the day, take the mic off, throw that on the side of the big pout in the big part, and that's it. Like in a story. So traveling was super duper easy. Um, in the airport, the whole traveling experience, in the Ubers, nothing. I had no complaints. Indoors, slightly different story. And then there's another portion of actually being in New York and vlogging on the street. In the hotel was the most beautiful soft light scenario anybody recording videos would want. From your phone to your camera. It was a, a, a perfect setup with the skylights that they had 
regular lighting, and then in the evening, the lighting that they had and set up there. Perfect. I just put the ISO on auto. The shutter speed and the aperture, I could adjust on the fly if I needed to. The shutter speed, I never change um, unless I'm doing like a complete frame rate change. But I don't do aperture priority, shutter priority, ISO and auto, and I'll adjust the aperture if I need to. And that was it. It was super easy. Yeah, like I just rolled it on auto. Um, I loved it. It was fantastic. The one thing that moving forward, I would have to think about doing of the what to do and probably just opt to bring a second lens is when I recorded the talk in the room, it was fine. But from the back of the room, the 10 to 18 shows you how wide and how much there is. Even something like the kit lens can zoom in. Even like the 24 to 70 on the ZV-1 is great because it shows you how close you are, the proximity you are to something. So if I want to show you how big those buildings were, like that was the one downfall of having the 10 to 18. It's like, I don't really want to show you how much it is around me, but like how close I am to this building and how big it is. So that's where the perspective shift for me is kind of like a letdown with the 10 to 18, just because I wanted to show how close I was to something, how humongous the buildings were and stuff. And also the 10 to 18, even with clear image zoom, I could get access to, you know, more the two times crop up to two times crop if I was doing 1080p. And then if I'm doing 4k, then I can get um, a 1.5 times crop. So the best I could get was like a 27 millimeter equivalent um, with once you do the conversion again for like the um, APS-C crop, then that's about a 40 millimeter. And that's still too wide from the back of the room. But I was like, it's 4K. I could technically maybe punch in a little bit more, maybe, but it's fine. It'll, I'll work with it. And it's for micro content anyway, you know, and recording my talk, I was like, it'll be fine. So at that point, that's where something like the ZV-1, and I, I specifically said, I'm not bringing another camera. I'm not bringing another lens. We're going to do this with one camera, one lens, like what most people honestly do. Maybe you got the kit lens, which would have took up no space to, to bring. It's just the idea, though, like this add some restraint, one camera, one lens. And if that was what I was going to take, I still wouldn't mind doing that again. But because I have the option, I may have taken the Zeiss 16 to 70 at four so I could zoom in and get more from the back of the room, which I thought about really heavily. It was really hard not to bring or even just bring the ZV-1. But I'm like, no, I'm not doing all that. And I guess some travel bloggers, depending on who you are, they have like a GoPro and whatever, but it's still about the same. Even if they have the kit lens, they in that in that instance will have a little bit of a better setup. So yes, yeah, a F4, constant F4, but you don't get the, the range that you need in that use case. Sigma 16, it's like even still wouldn't be enough. So uh, even though it's an F1.4 lens, it just wouldn't work well. But recording in that, I'm still pleased with how the video came out. Um... I just would have probably like, you know, moving forward, I, you know, I don't know. I probably had to think through another lens. This is where that probably 16 to 35 lens. I think it's like an F2.8 that Sony has may work. But again, you're always contrasting weight and size. And like at the end of the day, keeping the main thing, the main thing. Now, when it comes to New York City, 
and the city vlogs. Oh, like, like I said again, but the perspective thing, I wanted to show how close I was to something. Cause like, even with a clear image zoom, it still like couldn't hold a nickel to like what I was feeling. And that's the thing with the video is like conveying how you feel the emotions and stuff. And it was just high octane everywhere you look. But I still was glad for having that 1018 because it showed how much of what the hell is going on up there. Like, I don't even understand. Like, I really don't understand. Like the, the driving up to from Albany, New York to New York City was absolutely gorgeous. I wasn't expecting, you know, green valley like, you know, environment. I don't I don't have any geological knowledge around like New York, really. And so I was very well pleased with that. And New York City was just something else. New Jersey was something else. Um, I'm glad I don't live there, but <laughs> may the Lord bless you and keep you always if you do. But it was great. So overall, if I had to rate my experience with traveling with this camera, I would have no problem letting this be the only camera that I owned. And I sincerely mean that. It's not because it's new. It's not because of the flip out screen that helps. <laughs> that was huge. And then having a screen protector on there, that's that's huge too, because then you could just leave it facing the screen uh, already on. Uh, so you don't have to like do the full rotation of the screen to get it open so you can view it. So having a screen protector, um, I rode with it like that for uh, a long, t like most of the trip, unless it was like the end of the day, I know I'm done, done then I completely close the screen the way it's supposed to. But otherwise I'd leave and just fold the screen back. So when I'm ready to vlog, I just pull it forward and I'm good to go. And when I want to push it back, like that, that's the only two functions that I was doing. So that worked perfectly. I miss, and like it's stuff like that as to why I missed having a fully articulating screen. It really has me questioning my other cameras and this whole experience, like the, the, the fact that I've traveled with the ZV-1, it wasn't for as long when I went to San Diego, but I used it still just as much. That lightweight compactness, but the ability to swap lenses if I wanted to, I'd have no problems. And then it's like USB-C. I'd have no problems letting this be my one and only camera. I really, really would. Lenses, I would probably graduate to traveling with another lens or just getting one really, really good one. Like again, uh, the Tamron 17 to 28 is kind of heavy, but F 2.8. So that would be good. The Sony 16 to 35. I think that's an F 2.8. That would be good. I think that's lighter. And I think it comes with OSS. So I'd probably look into something like that. You know, would I miss the 10 millimeters? Absolutely. Cause when you tack on clear zoom, at least now you still have a lot in the frame, but I don't think clear image zoom, not clear image zoom. I don't think active stabilization on this camera is for the on the go use. I think it's for like handheld shots, getting handheld tripod light shots. That's one of the things that I learned, but I mean, if you need it in a pinch, it's kind of like whatever this, the clip is usually like what five to seven seconds and you're moving on with your life. So it's not that big of a deal. This is where the release of the Sony a7 IV coming out, was it last week, at the time I'm recording this, is 
really weird because when I carried the Sigma 16 and the Sony a6600, which has the Z battery, again, the Sigma 16 is a girthy girl. And traveling that when I went to Spokane, Washington, it was heavy, like uncomfortably heavy. I get tired of holding it. And that was one of the other things. Mine is just the literal weight of your arm and holding your arm up like that. Small annoyance at that point, depending on how long, but you feel it with this A6600 and the Sigma 16. I felt nothing like it was the same thing to the point. I just put the Manfrotto Pixie away. I just didn't need it. I was like, I just put it in away in my back because I'm like, I can just carry the camera. I don't need the Pixie to hold it out or nothing like that's making it more cumbersome. But just to hold it with by the lens, I'm like, this is perfect. Um, It's going to be my go to either unless I want to bring the ZV-1 or the ZV-E10 between those two traveling. And probably, again, just for the lens options and just the fun of it all. The ZV-E10 was it just made traveling fun. I recorded my talk. I got the shots that I wanted. It only overheated one time. It's the first time I've ever gotten any of my Sony cameras to actually overheat and shut down. And it happened when I wasn't expecting it. So on the ride up to New York, Doc and I are recording some content. Um, video simplified community members. Y'all are going to get access to those videos. So if you want to join the channel membership, link is in the show notes for that. But, and I'm sitting, I'm trying to figure out what happened? Like it just stopped and it was off. And I'm like, did I cut it off? And I was just like, I forgot because we were recording for a long time. And so I fi- we finally figure out, and I'm like, is it the heat? And I'm like, no, it's not even like direct sunlight or nothing. Uh, and I'm trying to figure out what made it overheat. And then come to find out when you're running the Wi-Fi Bluetooth um, through the app. And so like that Bluetooth is always known as Doc educated me on this always known to put a lot on your camera. I don't care which one it is. He was like, he's had full frame cameras that have had the same issue. And so it's not even a, a thing with this camera, but it's just something to note. So if you are like it was in, in on the dash, so you're getting some, I guess, sunlight or whatever, but not a ton. Like it wasn't like 90 degrees beaming down on it or whatever that battery heat um, dissipation, the screen was out. So that was a thing. Um, but yeah, being connected to the app, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi on all that stuff, um, it overheated. And so as soon as I turned the Bluetooth off, it was fine. I just swapped the battery because that obviously was draining it. So I swapped the battery, turned Bluetooth off instead of like controlling it with my phone. And I would just reach up and press the record button, which it wasn't that big of a deal. It's not even like we got a 30 minute recording limit or nothing. So I turned that off and problem solved. So something to note, if you're needing to use Bluetooth or or what have you, um, once you connect and you are recording, you can stop on your phone. The Bluetooth will still be active on the thing. So I don't know. That's something to maybe test out um, in the future. But out of seven days of nonstop content creation, the Bluetooth being on while sitting on the dash driving up was the only thing that I like made it have a weird occurrence and actually overheat. I'm okay with that. That's still a win in my book. So I don't know if you plan to travel anytime soon. 
with your gear, if you plan to make any trips, maybe you even want to record a talk, or you want to see if the ZV-E10 may be your one and only camera, if you like APS-C cameras and that's your jam, or if you, I don't know, are just looking for something simple, your first camera, um, even if you have multiple cameras like I do, like this camera got me questioning a lot of stuff and even looking sideways a little bit at the A7 form, like, you know how heavy that's going to be? Like I just had the time of my life with the lightest setup ever for an interchangeable lens camera. Why the hell do I want to carry around that weight? And I have not been able to answer that yet, but we will see. Let me know what are your thoughts and would you travel with the ZV E10 as your go-to travel vlog camera? So that's where I'm going to leave it for this week's episode. So if you're new here, come back around for next week's episode or go check out one of the other episodes that we have on the podcast. Again, this podcast is dedicated to you helping you simplify the video creation process. But if you know somebody else, they may be able to take advantage of that, want to get started in YouTube or starting creative videos, share the link with them. Kick them over one of the episodes that you found valuable or that you think would help them out the most. And if you haven't left a rating or review, be sure to do that. I highly appreciate it. And as I love to end all of my podcasts, the winds of life blows on us all, but it is how you set your sails. With that, guys, live a passion. I'll see you on the next episode of the video Simplify Podcast. Take care. Simplify.